0: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the SaaS Marketing Show, the number one SaaS marketing podcast that you'll find anywhere online. This week we have a very interesting interview with Raul who is the Partner Manager at Referral Candy and we go deep on learning all about partnerships and Referral Candy's specific partnership strategy that's helped them get to seven figures in annual recurring revenue. Uh, we talk about integration partners and like um, big business partners like Shopify, WooCommerce, BigCommerce for example uh, but we also dive deep into some affiliate marketing strategy as well as content partnerships. So this was a very interesting episode from a fast-growing business that have generated more than 220 million dollars in referral sales for their clients and work with over 30,000 brands. I know you're going to find this one very interesting. We often get asked questions about how to begin with partnerships in the SaaS marketing world, and this was a very practical episode diving into that. So I really hope you enjoy this. If you do, I would really, really appreciate it if you either leave a review or a rating wherever you're watching or listening to this show. Or if you wanna do one better, go ahead and share this with another SaaS marketer. Drop them an in, uh, a message in the inbox and let them know that they should check out this episode. Now, before rolling the clip, let's quickly talk about this week's sponsor. Our amazing sponsors, Restream, who have been here since the very beginning of the SaaS marketing show. And Restream allows you to broadcast live engaging video directly from your browser to 30 plus social networks at the very same time. They power over 8 million live streams every single month and are trusted by companies like Cisco, IBM, Microsoft. And more importantly, we use Restream for every single live that we do on my own personal profiles or for Hey Digital. They have a great free plan that you can use to test it out. And if you sign up using our special link, you'll receive a $10 credit on your account. So that link is restream.am forward slash Dylan. Once again, that's restreamam forward slash Dylan. So if you're trying to find a way to make your webinars more engaging or produce more live content to build closer relationships with your potential customers, I really would recommend checking out Restream. And that's it for the podcast today, for the sponsors today, for the intro. Let's roll today's episode where we talk with Raul from Referral Candy about their partnership strategy. Hello everyone and welcome back to the SaaS Marketing Show. Today I'm joined by Raul, who is the Partner Manager at Referral Candy. And so Referral Candy is a referral marketing SaaS that helps people get more customers by incentivizing referrals. They were founded back in 2010, have over 30,000 brands that have used the product and have generated more than $220 million in referral sales. And Referral Candy themselves are now doing seven figures in ARR, which is really great. So Raul, I'm really excited to have you here. Welcome to today's show.
1: Thank you so much for
0: the invitation. Oh, no problem. So today we're going to be talking specifically about partnership, like Referral Candy's partnership strategy. When we were chatting, like back and forth about setting up this episode, I know there are a number of different areas or elements that we could have that we could have discussed, but I wanted to focus on partnerships because you said that's one thing that has been pretty successful for the business obviously that's like your role as partnerships manager you're obviously spending a lot of time within partnerships and so I know from my experience with the clients the SaaS companies that we work with that we run ads for my experience before that when I used to work in SaaS companies and like part of my role was trying to build partnership uh, relationships too it's an area that can be very successful for SaaS companies if figured out And if working well, but it's it's a challenging spot for people to begin with. So maybe before like going super deep on that, do you want to give like an overview as to I would love to find out how what things look like at Referral Candy in terms of what the partnership program or partner partners actually look like for you guys? Because I'm sure there's probably different types, too, Yeah, Um, because sometimes like partnerships referrals, affiliates, like they can all be interchanged and all have different meanings. So maybe you could just set the scene a little bit as to uh, what referral candy looks like as a marketing and like sales team at the moment and how partnerships fits in. And then we can go into a bit more of the strategy around what you guys have built.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just also a little bit of background about the company. We started in 2010. This is actually our our 10 year anniversary as a company. And back in in 2010, the e-commerce space was a lot different than what it is right now. Even though I joined the company four years ago as like the first partner manager of the, co- of the company, the reality is that Rafael Candy has been doing partnerships from pretty much day one. And that's that's been one of the you know key drivers of our success from day one especially in terms of partnerships with platforms so as you can imagine working in the e-commerce space shopify you know has been a, you know a really great partner from the very beginning that has really shaped us as a company and what we do now but also partnerships with other platforms like e-commerce, WooCommerce, commerce woocommerce etc it's been an approach that we've probably been doing from day one without really noticing that it was like a strategy itself. It's something that came up naturally. And then when I joined the company four years ago, we figured out ways that, okay, let's categorize partners, as you mentioned. What are different partners that we can work with and what's the role for each one of them? Just to give you an idea of the different buckets that we have when we understand in terms of partners, platforms will be one of them. So the examples that I just mentioned, then we also have affiliates. So there's A lot of people out there that are generating content about e-commerce that could really use uh, Refal Candy as an affiliate partner. There, then we also have other SaaS companies that are working in the e-commerce space that we're constantly doing stuff with each other, whether it's webinars or events or kind of joint promos, that kind of thing. So that's something that we're doing on a regular basis. And then also agencies. That's probably one of the efforts that probably took the most to get set up. It's probably one of the most challenging spaces that I've encounter in my life. I come from a, a sales background and my I initially approached this kind of like agency partnership approach with with a more like a sales approach, building a funnel and getting on sales calls and that kind of stuff. And then uh, quickly realized that it, it's a t- com- completely different animal <laughs> that you kind of have to treat differently and they have a different set of, of priorities. And so uh, before we actually built our agency program that we're running right now, and that it's quite successful, we did a lot of research. Like we spent over six months, just interviewing agencies that were working with us or companies that were using competitors or companies that never heard of us, just asking them, what's what does an ideal partnership look like for you? The result of that ended up being the last pillar of our partnerships, which is agencies. So yeah, those are like the, the main different areas that we're covering at the company right now.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I'm interested for you personally, like in a partnerships, uh, like partner manager role, do you see that as a, do you see yourself as a sales role, as a marketing role? Cause it's, it must be a huge mix, right? Cause for example, what you said about the agency partnerships, like the approach is very different to them, like building a relationship with someone at Shopify, for example, like how do, do you, you don't need to categorize yourself by any means, but I'm just interested. Cause I know that's maybe something too, for any of the, like, earlier stage SaaS founders that are listening when they're thinking like, okay, we want to start trying to build out some partnerships, but like, do I get that person on looking at purely them being like numbers, sales, target driven, are they involved in marketing too? What, what does it look like for you at Referral County? Like are you working a lot with the marketing team? Do you guys have a sales team? Like, What does that look like?
1: Yeah. So when I started, it was more like a standalone effort and myself coming from sales, that's the approach that that I followed at the beginning. So, like I said, let's target a set of companies that we want to work with, reach out to them, get them through some sort of funnel, and we have some sort of you know conversion metric at the end to consider them closed or or lost. But the reality is that as the months went by, we realized that this was more a marketing effort than sales, and even more when we did that research of talking to agencies and kind of understanding what what does a partnership, a successful partnership, look like for them. And so I would say if a company is looking to get started into partnerships, also every company is different, but in in like the sales, sorry, the the SaaS world in which we operate, I would say it's more of a marketing role than a sales role itself. I, I think a marketing person will have. Uh, kind of like a shorter runway in terms of getting up to speed on the role than a salesperson might get a little bit, you know, confused, like it was, you know, like it was my case, but it's definitely a mix. you got to have some sort of, maybe some sort of experience in terms of sales, Cause you got to, you have to do demos, you have to follow up, you have to come up with, with ways of attracting people. But at the same time, there's a lot of marketing involved. There's, you know, a lot of co-marketing actions you have to think about. There's a lot of, it's not just calls. It's, there's a lot of activities that you had got to build in the meantime. So I think it's a pretty mixed role, but if I had to lean on one of those areas, I would probably go for marketing.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to talk about, obviously we have the different kind of partnerships that you mentioned, right? Like the affiliates, the agencies, the, the platforms, for example. So we did an episode of the SaaS marketing show. I can't remember when it was, maybe a couple of months ago with the CEO of a company called Up Content, Scott Rogers. he's one of our, uh, one of our clients too. And he has a very small team, like a team of, I think, I don't know what it is right now, but last time I spoke to him or we were talking about it, it was maybe like four four people max, like a very small team, but selling into a lot of enterprise deals now. And so they built really solid partnerships with Hootsuite was the first one. That's how Scott and I actually met it was like four years ago when I worked at Hootsuite. He was like building relationships with the Hootsuite team back then. And so like now a lot of their deal flow and success comes from their, their partnerships with companies like Hootsuite is a big one for them. HubSpot, for example. And we, we did a really interesting episode kind of talking about how you can, sell to the enterprise without necessarily needing like this big enterprise sales team through like very strategic partnerships that you build now i'm interested in finding out for you guys i I know when we said we're going to talk about the partnership strategy that's helped that's helped you guys grow obviously there's multiple like strategies within the strategy right so i don't know how you want to how you want to get started whether you want to like breakdown by referral or like partner type or whether there's something that you want to begin with because there's so many routes that we could go down with this so I'd love to hear from you what's uh, I guess what's what's top of mind for you when building out your partnership strategy and what you're working on that's been really successful maybe we can start there and I know that I have a few kind of questions that will be coming up as we run through that too because I am really interested as to find out what's working the best for you. And I don't, you don't have to share like any specific numbers or anything like that. But I think it would also be interesting for people listening, if they could get any kind of insight as to like how much of an impact the partnerships mm-hmm. kind of thing has on the has on the business. Because I think it would probably surprise some people is my is my guess.
1: Yeah, for sure. Actually, just what you just mentioned about the enterprise sales, I would say that's a totally different animal in terms of partnerships because that you're probably talking about resellers there. And that's more of a sales background. you need probably somebody with a sales background there, rather than the marketing type that I was talking about before. Because there you're talking about deals in which you know the, the size of the deal requires somebody. It's a longer sales cycle, really pays off at the end of the day. And there's a lot more like sales items that are in, into that process, rather than like the one that we're probably talking about in this space. So I would say there there are two two kind of like different ways of approaching resellers and for. If you have for are selling a, a software that's several, you know, tens of, of thousands of dollars a year, then you're probably looking into that kind of thing. And then you're looking into resellers, which is again, it's a it, Totally different uh, kind of animal, but so in terms of I would say categorizing partnerships, at least on our end, the number one has been working with platforms. So as you can imagine, Shopify has really been one of the main drivers uh, of our growth over the years. Still is the, the whole e-commerce industry is you know growing at a really fast speed, especially this past few months. And Shopify, they've been releasing some crazy numbers over the past few months due to the whole like lockdowns and everything. They in I think in April they were recording higher traffic numbers than the Black Friday season last year, which is crazy. But at the same time, that brings pretty much all their partners with them into that wave. I, I was listening to the interview with Privy that you did a couple of weeks ago, and and again, and they also mentioned the fact that like being on that ecosystem has been really really interesting for them. It's the same here. So if if there's one partnership or one category of partnerships, it will be that. It will be platforms again, not only Shopify, also WooCommerce, BigCommerce. That they definitely dream drive referrals to us. And then after that, it, it's interesting because as I was mentioning for like kind of bigger enterprise type of partnerships, you're looking more into a sales uh, process. So it's straightforward, I would say. For us, it's more like, it's more like a marketing role in the sense that we have different strategies that we're doing under under partnerships. So one of them, for example, it's having uh, content partners. So another strategy that has worked extremely well for us from the very beginning, has been basically organic search, working on SEO from day one, and that drives about half of the traffic that, that we get and half, half of the customers that we get are coming from that. And working on SEO, with SEO partners, especially other partners that are in the same industry that we can tap into their audience by writing for for their blogs or kind of like appearing on their content, that has also been you know really successful for us. And again, it's something that we've been doing for 10 years now. So it's not necessarily something that that we've set up in recent years, but it's an approach that we've been evolving. And then after that... Definitely affiliates um, and affiliates, you go for volume. So you want to make sure that it's something that you can set and forget at the end of the day, if you build like a robust system for people to being able to get their affiliate link and, and publish it, by the way, we use referral candy for that as well. Get the referral link, being able to place it on, whether it's their YouTube channel or their blog, and you get paid for driving those referrals. It doesn't require probably a lot of management, but you got to make sure that, 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 that you're always like... Hiring new new affiliates, or that at least you make it visible for affiliates that you know that they can work with you in that way. But then for agencies, I would say it's the other, it's the, the opposite approach. We rather work with a handful of agencies that are driving us quality customers, rather than go for throw the net out there and see how many agencies we can catch. I like working with a somewhat small number of agencies that that we know pretty well, that we can get on the phone with them if we need to, that they can also reach out to us very easily if there's you know anything that comes up, and also. We do a lot of co marketing action. So, with agencies as well, we love bringing agencies in front of our of our audience. So, for example, we're about to publish a, a blog post with quotes from our partner agencies about Black Friday and Sour Monday, how they're approaching that, which is going to help them get in front of our pool of not only customers, but also people that visit our, our blog. We bring, we create webinars just to bring them in front of our audience and let them share their expertise. So, it's, it's a it's a mix in terms of working with tech partners, working with affiliates, but also working with agencies in which you have a probably more personal type of relationship. I would say. Sure. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. It's so, it's so interesting. Like the the platform section. You're right because I did that interview with Dan from Privy last a couple of weeks ago. Now when we recorded that, and I said this: if you have a business that operates within the e-commerce world, like it makes so much sense to like just put so much time and energy and attention into like relationships with shopify and as you said like some of the other providers out there also because it's like it's incredible how much people how much traffic are coming from those guys so we had privy on the show and he shared some numbers in the interview and then some things with me afterwards and then there's a company so i'm based in estonia and we used to work with an estonian SaaS company here called katana which is like a mrp software for like e-commerce if, if you have a like a product that you make let's say i make these i know people listening see this, but i make these like phone holders or something and then i have i, I oh there we go we've got the same one and it's like okay, if every time i need to make one i need to track my inventory and everything else that's what they do and so much of their traffic and their sign up volume was from just the Shopify app store. It was, it was crazy. So like in that, in the e-commerce world, or if you have something that can tie into that space and it, it's, it really makes sense to double down there. Uh, I'm interested. I know you said when you joined the business like four years ago, the partnership and partners like program had, had been happening naturally without someone dedicated to it when you came in and when you first started or even like now when you're thinking about starting a new initiative or something to generate more performance from your partners or affiliates like where, where do you begin like where do you start because there are so many routes like we've had people come on the show and do episodes specifically about affiliates for example so like we had the one of the guys from the affiliate marketing team at ClickFunnels. like they're probably the most well known for their affiliate program around the world so we had some really good insight from like how to promote those programs like how to by offering they offer like crazy incentives to get more and more people involved and then we have shows like this where we talk about the different options too and what you guys have built and then the show Like I mentioned with Scott from UpContent, where it's more the enterprise approach. I know that people can maybe sometimes get a bit overwhelmed when it comes to building out their partners program. So where do you recommend people begin and what's been in your experience, whether it's at Referral Candy, other businesses that you deal with also, what do you think is like a solid place to get started that's going to have a high impact? Because there are so many options to take. And I know it'll be different for everyone, but I'm interested because you're in this like day to day. I would love to find out your thoughts on that.
1: I would say the first, so if you have no kind of like no clue where to start, which is it was at my place when I joined the company, to be honest, it's okay where, where to start here. I would say to look into your existing customer base. You know, don't just jump into the conclusion that just because other companies are doing X, that's what's gonna work for you. Because that's also what I what I thought at the beginning. And so I would suggest to look into your existing customer base. If you're looking to get into kind of like the agency approach and look, get in touch with agencies and get them to work with you look inside your customer base you probably have agencies already using your product that's the place to start talk to them ask them why how did they get here like what because they clearly if you don't have a, an agency like outreach or some sort of like call to action for agencies to sign up and they still did it, there must be a route that they excuse me, that they followed. So I will double down on that. So get to talk to them. Uh, And then also what I was mentioning earlier about the the research that we did, talk to people. I would say don't jump into conclusions beforehand without talking to the people that are really going to be part of your agency program down the line or people that could be a good fit and learn about what are the main incentives for them. So one of the things that we realized is that in our case which again not necessarily an enterprise platform a monetary type of reward for agencies is not necessarily something that they're going to be really interested in because the like the the rewards that you're going to be able to send them are not going to match with you know what they already get from clients from doing the work so at the end of the day what they're looking for is for a good product so if you don't have a good product that's it there's really no there's not that much selling that you can do if they're, they're they don't have a product that's going to be valuable for their clients so i would start with that and then build around it so one of the main benefits that we offer our, our agencies is the fact that look you're going to have another set of eyes looking at those accounts that you're bringing into referral candies you're going to have people looking over your customer accounts and then proactively reaching out to you and saying hey these are things that you can do to improve it. Not necessarily just from a pro, from a support approach in terms of, Hey, something's broken. I have a kind of like a fast lane to somebody to fix it for me. But instead of, Hey, these are things that other clients are doing. You might want to look into uh, changing the rewards or adding this email flow to incentivize customers to refer after they make a purchase, that kind of thing. So. Uh, we like enhance enhance the product by adding benefits around it. Not necessarily, from hey, if you sign up, we're going to give uh, a kickback for for that, which we still do because it's it's something nice and agencies appreciate it. But it's definitely not the main approach. Now, this might not work for other companies if you're selling a different product, if you're talking to different agencies or different resellers. So, uh, you know, every single company that's looking to get into a kind of like an agency or just any sort of partnership. I would start by looking inside the company. Do we have anybody from this category already using our product? If so, why? If so, how we can make their experience better? If so, how can we tell other people like this, that this is something that exists and they can benefit from?
0: Yeah, I think a couple of things that you said that are really especially valuable for people listening to this, that I want to pick up on too, is like you, you learn some of those things by talking to the customers and talking to the people that you want to be in touch with. But the, the point you mentioned around agencies, and this can, this can tie in not just to agencies, but to other businesses too, is like when you're thinking about building out your partnerships program or affiliate program or whatever it is, actually thinking about what what what's going to be beneficial to those partners and to those affiliates because like you said for example even us we're a small agency a small team but usually if people send me emails about some kind of uh, affiliate program they want us to look at or work on most of the time it's companies that i've never heard from before which is like one thing i understand you have to do some kind of outreach but like i'm a lot less likely to just say yes straight off the bat or something like that but then secondary the the main the main incentive that most people lead with is oh you'll get 10% or 20% or whatever it is, commission each month. But if there's a software that's, I don't know, $50 a month or $100 a month or even a couple hundred dollars a month, like really putting the time and effort and energy into building a good relationship and, and starting to refer it to our clients or anything else, It just doesn't make sense And that's a a tiny portion of what we're selling our services at. But then, if it's a case of okay, it's a tool that we're going to use very frequently with Mm -hmm. our customers, and it supports them, and it means that we have someone additional to help us, like take a look at what we're doing, for example. I think that's a really that's actually a really great point for how people can get a bit more creative with their programs, because I think naturally in the SaaS world, it's okay we're going to do affiliates or partners. We just give them X amount of commission each month and then give them a couple of pieces of content that they can use or like maybe give them access to the platform or something. And of course it's going to work for some people. Like Mm. maybe they're more not like business to business relationships or like agency relationships but where it's just typical stereotypical affiliates who like want to promote loads of different products for example for, for those individuals then maybe an extra few hundred dollars a month or something is beneficial so it's like trying to find the balance of who you're approaching and adjusting the offer to them i think is something really important that i actually people don't really te- seem to talk about that too much even though it seems pretty straightforward and and, and obvious and also the fact of talking to your initial customer base first as well that was something that we had we had the CMO of a company called Bonjuro they're like a video a video like follow up or video platform so you can tie in Bonjuro with like your let's say someone makes a purchase through your store or they sign up for something it will like filter that information down to your sales team or to whoever else. And there'll be an alert, Hey, you should send a personalized video to this person. And it's like very easy to do. They have different flows set up and and stuff like that. And when I interviewed them, we talked about their affiliate marketing strategy. And I think, like 30% of their revenue was coming from their affiliates. Uh, and they actually didn't, I don't, this has probably changed now, but when they started, they didn't do any outreach to anyone new or anything like that. They just went through their customer list. They looked at, okay, who is using our platform the most? Who is sending the most videos? Who has the most team members added? Let's start with them. And it's funny how a lot of people actually don't do that when they're thinking about mm-hmm. affiliate programs and referral programs. I, I wonder why that is. I'm, I'm not too sure, but yeah. That's a few things I've picked up from like different learnings of people that I've spoken to about this as well.
1: Yeah, and also uh, I feel especially in the affiliates uh, world, that there's there's people that kind of do this professionally, in the sense that they have a blog that they want to monetize. They might have their that might be like their side project or whatever, but there's people that are actively building kind of affiliate partnerships or just getting into this place just sometimes just like advertising it doesn't have to be extremely obvious but just advertising it on your website that you have an affiliate program it will be enough we've barely done any sort of outreach and honestly the outreach that i've done myself for the affiliate program didn't work we realized that an inbound strategy is like okay let's make it extremely simple for affiliates to sign up let's make it very easy for them to understand what's you know what's in it what's in the affiliate program for them we run a very simple one which is if you get anybody to start a free trial on, on referral candy, you get $20. And that's it. Even if you don't convert after the 30-day free trial, you still get the reward. And we got people interested in that kind of system. And that worked. That has worked really well. And the ROI of that of that affiliate program has gone very well. I think it's a 5X right now. Not, no complaints there for something that requires very little management. And again, people... People find it. And and I feel like with agencies at least on our and has been pretty much a similar approach. The best relationships that we've had with agencies are those that came to us because they were looking for a solution to fix one of their customers' problems and they found us. And then they saw, Oh, do you have an agency program? Okay, let's talk about it. And then from there, you grow our relationship. And that's a long-term relationship. That's another thing that I feel like SaaS companies usually kind of misunderstand when they're approaching partnerships. It's kind of like a switch. You turn it on and you agencies start coming in and revenue starts uh, pouring in. It's a longer process. It takes a while. Sometimes it might take five, six months from an agency that you you know, kind of like get them interested in the program until they bring the first client. But that's okay because sometimes it's not up to them. They're not in the fields actively selling your product. They're just, they're going to recommend your product if if a need arises. And for some products that need can come up right away. So if you have, I don't know, let's say, and an email marketing tool. Pretty much every single e-commerce company needs uh, an email marketing tool. So that's gonna come out more often than others. A referral marketing, it's a marketing strategy. So first of all, the, the, the brand has to agree on launching a referral program, and then we'll look into that. So again, it might be really different. For example, SMS marketing, it's really growing these days, but there might still be a lot of companies that are hesitant into getting uh, into SMS marketing. It's still a marketing strategy is not something that you might need on day one to run your business. It's something that you develop. Like I said, each company is different and the, the sales cycle or the conversion rate might might be a little bit different or might be a little bit delayed in the future. but you we always got to think about it from a, from that perspective of we're getting into this for the long term and we'll pay off if done correctly, but we can't really assume that it's something that you switch on and leads start coming in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause I, th- I think that's something that people need to consider, but there are, of course, as you mentioned, there are ways that you can try and get some of those quick wins too. Like you said, with the $20 program that you guys did, for example, or one thing that Bonduro suggested was once people hit a certain number of like videos recorded or actions taken within the platform they have something that um, pops up like letting them know about the program for example and they actually send them a video about it like there are small little triggers that you can utilize like that aren't actually as you said not too much work but can get you the right kind of referral partners and affiliates and and stuff like that in the door too so yeah this has been um, this has been really interesting for me I know a lot of people listening to this will have found some Various different pieces of insight and and value in this one as well. So we'll start to wrap up now just as we're coming towards the end of the, the time that we have. But I want to say thank you for coming on and sharing a bit more about Referral Candy, what you guys do, what you're working on at the moment. If anyone needs to find you or wants to find you, I'll make sure all of the links are in the show notes behind the podcast. Is there anything else that we like... Didn't touch on that you think is like really important note to leave people on because I, I know there's so many things that we can discuss, but we only have a, a certain amount of time to do it. But is there anything that we really missed, or are we good to we good to wrap up there?
1: I would just say that to look look at partnerships. If you're a small company getting started into this, I would say first of all, having a good product that's it's a priority and it's a it's a deal breaker. But then after that, I will look at partnerships from from a marketing perspective in the sense that you can do a lot of experiments and the payoff can be really high. And it, you know, there's, it doesn't really take that much to get set up on any of these partnership strategies. So if you want to go after other tech companies that are in your same space and build the content or some sort of co-marketing relationship with them, that's something a lot of e-commerce brands are starting to realize too, that's, Hey, we're selling socks, this company's selling shoes. We can definitely cross sell to each other. We can cross, pro- cross promote. So that happens on SaaS as well. So look at it from that perspective of let let's Let's go after different types of partnerships. Let's see what comes up and then take it from there. Use that, that testing approach that we typically use in marketing. It can definitely be applied in partnerships as well.
0: Yeah, that's a really great point. Like testing the different types of partnerships to see what works for you, like for your business and your audience. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, great. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been really enjoyable. It's like good to learn a bit more about you guys. And yeah, thank you for sharing behind the scenes of some of what you're doing to help grow the business. I really enjoyed this one.
1: My pleasure. Thank you.